The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. What's poppin' congregation? This your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. And we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery and fraud and those who practice it. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. I don't know yet, y'all. Um, I'm very... Yes, I'm very excited. I'm always excited, right, for our guests, but I'm extremely excited for this guest. So, today's guest... I... <laughs> have wanted this person on the podcast for so long and the last time that I tried to get this person on the podcast I used the wrong Twitter handle I sent Judith my super producer the wrong Twitter handle and then we were height of COVID so we were recording via Zoom and I didn't realize until the Zoom camera popped up I was like oh my god this is not the right person Um, but it was still a great episode I'm not going to tell y'all which because I don't want y'all to know but (laughs) I have wanted this person on this podcast for so long if you're an avid basketball fan you may know him as the king of NBA Twitter for creating hilarious basketball memes King Josiah 54 I know y'all have seen that go viral a billion times. He's written for many TV shows such as Ava DuVernay's Cherish the Day and Netflix's Colin in the Black and White. Along with former three-time NBA star Gilbert Arenas, you can hear him co-hosting the sports podcast No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. He also co-hosts Gil's Arena, a basketball-themed show from Underdog Fantasy that airs live three days a week, Tuesday through Thursday, 11.30 a.m. to 30 p.m. Eastern. Congregation, please welcome the king of NBA Twitter, Josiah Johnson. Hi, Josiah. First off, I appreciate you having me on, but who did, you, who did y'all hit up and who came on the show? Was it the white Josiah Johnson, extremely talented, I might add, head in the heart, lead singer, uh, great man. We connected on Facebook about 10 years ago. He told me, great name. This was before we were anybody special. I was like, who is this nigga? Then 10 years later, he's out. We're both out here getting it. So I, I can't tell you because it'll reveal which episode it is, and I don't want that person to know. You scammed yourself. I did. I did. How many Josiah Twitters are there out there? Is there a bunch? It's, you know what's funny? It's not even a Josiah Twitter. There's just like another light-skinned black man who looks like you, and I screenshot his uh, handle and not yours. It was I hope fault. it was Sharonis Jackson because he's good looking. <laughs> he's good looking. That's the only other good looking light-skinned man I could think of. I 
actually haven't had Sharonis on this podcast yet, and I know Sharonis. Okay, well, he's shit. the homie. Yeah, I've like booked him on like man. live shows, but not this podcast. And I'm gonna have to call him. Very, very generational, good looking. I'm gonna be like, hey Josiah, can you come on? The I, I will, I, if you flip our things again, I'll pull back up here. I appreciate you having me on. Though. Yes, I appreciate you being here. We always ask on this podcast, what is your relationship with scams? Like, have you ever been scammed? Do you love them? Do you hate them? It could be anything. Uh, yeah, I've been scammed quite a few times. I feel like <laughs> you can't be a black man in America, you know, and not be scammed. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like from birth since the beginning of time. You yeah, know, since we've set foot on this this beautiful country. But yeah, a bunch of I me. Mean, I've been a part of scams. Uh, been on the the other side of scams. Uh, I'm trying to think just. Anything t- that you're legally allowed to talk about. So when I was uh, right after I graduated college, we had used this product that we thought, uh, you know, it, it, it was super hot at the time. A bunch of guys were using it, a bunch of famous athletes. And we thought like it was these two patches that you put on your body and it was supposed to be like a positive, negative, yin and yang mm. shit, but it was supposed to increase your, your energy and, and your activity or whatever. So a couple of buddies of mine, fresh out of college, we didn't have any money. And we shouldn't have known. It, was, it wasn't necessarily, quote unquote, pyramid, but it had like a janky structure to it. And you had to sign a bunch of people up and get them uh, to yeah, use it. The I more mean, they signed up. Yeah. 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 And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got got with the MLM. Literally went out to, they had a thing in like Arizona. We went out to like a big convention with all these other people. And then eventually it was like, oh, fuck, we, we're out here scamming people. Do these shits really work? Did they fly you out to the convention? No, we had to pull up on our own dime. Oh, It was okay. one of those type of things. Good lunch, though. They had a very good lunch. I will say that. But had all these like kooky doctors and scientists and kind of people who are outside traditional science so but right. it taught me a like lot they got all their medical degrees like yeah. in uh, like in the virgin islands questionable medical degrees but they <laughs> yeah. were breaking all the science and all that shit behind it and it sounded really good and we knew a bunch of people who were using it who were benefiting from it but there were these janky patches used to stick to your skin and they would never stick so you got as soon as you got a little bit of sweat it would like pop off mm. so kind of you know we should have knew then that we were on some bullshit but now that's young. when your body has rejected it that means that <laughs> you got all the balancing and so that then it falls off naturally uh, what natural moisture or whatever it was I, so I apologize to anybody I got involved with that I haven't <laughs> talked about that probably in what like almost 20 years not uh, the apology no I have to just like people are gonna listen to this and they're gonna know that you sold them this I, but I thought it was real too we were getting got we had we had high level people trainers all these people that were using it NBA Hall of Famers all these people you know swimmers Olympians all these people were on it and then we took a step back and was like this is some bullshit that was my first foray into MLM my last foray as well it taught me a valuable <laughs> lesson about life so if I scammed y'all I apologize you can't do shit about it now statute of limitations but nonetheless <laughs> accept this apology wholeheartedly from me and uh, we'll keep this thing just moving and pushing yo I love that that's gonna be like a through line through this episode Special is limitations. like you being someone who is endorsing a product we're, we're going to be talking about people endorsing products this entire episode so scamming but you know we've all been scammed before I've been scammed by all types of human beings I'm still getting scammed currently uh, you know as a member of the Writers Guild of America West, <laughs> West Coast uh, the scamming is you know when you read those contracts those, those endless pages of contracts and in perpetuity and all that other bullshit that they try to sneak in there yeah. we are getting scammed so oh for sure and it's like you're creating the thing that makes all the millions and billions of dollars and they're like we we can't afford to pay y'all no money though that's my problem with we inter- so poor even though we on the stock market and whatnot we we super poor my problem with the entertainment industry you work on a lot of projects and I work with talented people like Ava DuVernay Michael Starberry people mm-hmm. who you know Emmy nominated incredibly creative talented people then all these other niggas names show up on the show <laughs> and you don't even I, you don't even know who the fuck they are EP this this person that person I don't know what the fuck they do getting a bigger bag than me and like you mentioned all this stuff moves with the writers so the fact that 
we got to now be picketing and on strike and not getting bread and the way they've been cutting series and this, that, and the third. Like, it's Many like, rooms, yeah. like all of it. We're actually going to get into it on an episode. But it, also what's interesting to me about that is that <laughs> sometimes producers are just like a guy who goes to a party yeah. and like he at the party like, hey, I got this new show that I like. And that's it. So let me. <laughs> he makes more money than the people who make the show. I know that's not the reason why we're here today, but obviously the, the writer strike is fresh on everybody's mind. I will tell you yeah. the one biggest bullshit about the industry, and I'm thankful now I've created a lane for myself that I don't really have to deal with it anymore, but it's the, the open writing assignments. So I'm sure everybody's dealt with those. Like you mentioned, some producers like, oh, I got a great idea for a basketball mm-hmm. show. I remember I was talking to somebody one time. I forget. I'm not going to name no names. Obviously, I'm still trying to work in the industry. <laughs> right. But we all like, are. oh, man, we got this great idea for a show. Kind of gave me this half-baked idea. Then the nigga said something to me that forever resonate. He was like, yeah, we, we reached out to like, we only reached out to like eight other writers. I'm like, y'all niggas reached out to eight other people to do the exact same thing I'm doing. And now we're all fighting each other to see which idea is the best. Like, you're not going to steal bits and pieces from everybody else's shit to make this product. And I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be like, oh, man, only eight other people are competing for this opportunity it's like y'all niggas better go to the store with that shit like what the fuck are we talking about here like listen it's wild to me how we are exploited as creatives i'm sag so i'm i'm an actor i write but but i'm like my union is mostly sag like no. i and i have a deep respect for writers because like i do a lot of improv on set but I'm not going to be out here Jenna Ortegaing it and saying that like I would be able to do that improv without the writers because yeah, I sure. wouldn't be able to. And also there's no show without the direction and the input of the writers. So even if I do come up with something it's based off of something that writers created. Yeah, so for sure. like it would be a scam to be like, "Oh yeah. I'm so smart." I'm I'm but you know, I don't know. That's that's, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like these companies don't give a shit about us, so we don't need to give a shit about them. People want to be like, oh, nobody wants to work at anymore, Kim K. But it's like, yeah, we don't want to work for free or for cheap. Like exposure. Wanna... I got some exposure for Ooh. you. Like exposure is good sometimes. I can't gonna... pay Con Edison in exposure. Sometimes, but you have to you have to be able to to understand that because a lot of people will come with the exposure. It's like you're not really exposing shit. Now, if LeBron's like, yo, Josiah, do some free shit for me and I'll, I'll hit you on my IG or, or my Twitter Brian I got you like that's actually gonna lead yeah to something that's good. actually a that's lot a of good exposure. thing but if it's like bum nigga like oh man I got X amount of followers like do, like no that's not gonna resonate that's not gonna create the but that's who I always wants to pay you an exposure yeah, it's never sure. the people who actually have exposure it's always the people who don't that are like come on and as I started growing in this game like when you first start growing in this game people send you free shit it's like oh man free shit I don't even care what it is nacho cheese liquor <laughs> whatever oh it's free <laughs> then it's like all right I don't, I don't even drink like that, dog. Y'all sending all this liquor to the house. I don't even drink liquor. Like, I don't even drink like this. I don't need it, but it does make good Christmas gifts, friends and family. Yeah, we regifted them. Yeah, you're going to get this Hennessy regifted to you. <laughs> Love Hennessy as a product. Don't drink that much of it. I'm going to be honest. Special occasion. Yeah, honestly, the. God, I, I'm not gonna say it. Uh, if you, we love Hennessy. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> I love Hennessy, but it's like Hen- how many uh, bottles can Hen- you say? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And now we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. Scams. Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. 
Yes, Whitney said they are our future. And don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher. Okay, which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hot! And we are back, and it's time for What's Hot in Fraud. Okay. <laughs> I need a fake name from you. We don't care about gender. It's a construct. Um, let's go Brontavious. Brontavious. Wow, I'm getting the best names these days uh, remember Carl gave us October now we got Brontavious love this I, that also feels like a branch off of LeBron but that's I'll, my I'll, nickname for LeBron when he's really killing like let's go Brontavious oh so like when he was up against um what's that man's name is it Devin Brooks or oh Dylan it? Brooks Dylan Brooks there we go LeBron Dylan Brooks my guy who was like I'm gonna do I need you to do 40 so I can respect you and then got beat by 40 <laughs> I, I, but look the nut, nut punch there was a lot of stuff going on Dylan Brooks and the thing we talked about this on the show with Gil and it's like if you say all that shit just stand on it now if you do all that I don't respect uh, he's old you can't run bears. out and not do a press conference after that like you gotta take your L LeBron bust your ass that's what we expected to happen that's not like oh damn Dylan right. Brooks got his ass busted by LeBron that's like yeah nigga we knew that was coming your teammates knew that was coming your fan base knew that was coming but if you at least stand on it you gotta be like Patrick Beverly with it like say some shit if it don't happen alright just double down on it he got lucky whatever I'm gonna get him next time whatever right. it is something something and he literally scurried away and did and say nothing which and, was just so embarrassing and then the Grizzlies 
double down. We're like, under no circumstances will we be hiring him again. That was foul. That was, especially because they had seen all that shit going on. They and, threw him out like jazz at Fresh Prince. They're like, ah! They, they threw him away. And, and he was rocking booty shorts. So that's just, a, it was a really tough week. But we're gonna pray for Dylan Brooks. I don't think his NBA career is over. We gotta pray for him. Um, they saying he's going to China, but <laughs> no, <he'll be laughs> this fine. is my favorite joke. I think he will be fine. Like if you get to guard LeBron, you're not a bad basketball player. There, like, that that does says a lot that the team either everybody else was ready to duck smoke and put you in that situation, but more times than not, they respect you enough to be like, look, you're not gonna really stop LeBron, but we don't want to embarrass nobody else, so you go ahead and do it. I mean, the man is like 37, and you really pissed him off, which gave him more energy. So, <laughs> God bless you, Dylan Brooks. We appreciate it. Yeah. You. Honestly, entertainment. It was bringing me back to like LSU. Like, <laughs> I love some shit talking. That, that brings me to the yard. So, uh, Bronita? Brontavious. Brontavious. There we go. Brontavious says, Hi, Lacey. I'm a new graduate from TXST. I'm guessing that's Texas State. And I have been applying to like an insane number of jobs. Nothing like jumping into the tech field during layoff season. Yeah, that's a bad time to do it. So I'm receiving a lot of emails about rejections and interviews. So when I got a message asking for a job interview, I was so excited. I'm ready to stop working at Starbucks and get my best. Okay, yes. I don't want you to make no more half wraps. Okay. (laughs) I was a little suspicious because it was from a job that I don't remember applying for, but I figured it could just be one that I forgot about. Because, like, you be clicking on stuff on the websites. It could be anything. Okay. Yet, when I asked when I could set up a time, the scammer, excuse me, I'm not going to say, you put their names in here, and I can't do that because one time they people try to sue me so yeah, i'm gonna yeah. say damn i was gonna say you got blanky mcblankison because i can't <laughs> so it says gave me an entire pdf containing a job description an hourly pay of 45 dollars an hour Ooh, that's that's cute and it's not the same as the job description because the job description i guess said more like 25 dollars an hour which would still be likable okay um and at the very bottom said if i wanted to do an interview i had to download the this is on caps. Secure messaging app wire. Yes. In caps, like they wrote it. I don't know what secure messaging app wire is, but it doesn't sound like a place where you get jobs. Scam time. Like, I I would be more comfortable with you being like, you got to go on Craig's list. And I'd be like, well, Craig got his list. And yeah. Scammer, scammer time. Scammer time. So just the word wire set off alarm bells in my head because immediately I was like, wire fraud? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yep. Below that, he had included another random name. When I Googled wire, I saw that the second Google result was wire job scam. Apparently, this is a common scam. So common that the app has to have a whole page on their website about it. Yeah, if you have to have a page on your site that's like, hey, we not robbing you. No. You probably robbing people. Elite scamming. Not elite, but you do it. The thing about any scam, you do it enough people, somebody's going to fall for it. So you do it a million times. It's all percentage based. So, But isn't it kind of funny to be like, let's make people feel safer by being like, hey, we know y'all heard that this is a scam, but it's definitely not a scam. Just come on in. Like, don't. For 45 an hour, when I, 25, like. Y'all read it too much. Look, nobody's trying to give you more money than what they have to. So anytime that does happen. It's either some porn, it's some shit cracking, <laughs> it's an OnlyFans. Something's going to happen. You're doing something you don't want to do. Yeah. That's honestly how you make the most money is like doing things that you don't want to do. Look, if I was more attractive and, and younger and single, I would have definitely hit up OnlyFans, got my bag right. 
So I, I salute y'all who are getting money out there doing it. Be safe. Be discreet. Honestly, OnlyFans, it feels like a good backup because I always thought that I could be a stripper and that would be like a joke that people would say in college all the time. But like strippers are like Simone Biles style. Like they are so acrobatic. <laughs> I don't have the upper body strength. I can barely climb a pole. Like I could not do that realistically for a living. Look, in my like, younger stripper going to club, strip club days, like the greasiness of the pole was, was always fascinating because they would always like spray it down mm-hmm. to be able to climb. It was just like... Who who decided that the poll was like, this is what makes a strip club a strip club? I don't know, but it's honestly too labor intensive for me. Yeah, like, it's a, it's a, it's I wanted to labor. sadly walk across the stage and like slowly like take off undergarments and get paid thousands of dollars. <laughs> and that is not the market anymore. Like these people are talented as fuck. They are hot as shit. I, I, I don't want to get a BBL. <laughs> No. I can't do it. I can't do it. When I Googled twice, I saw that the second Google result was wire job scam. Obviously, they were like, don't look over here. I read that when you reach out through the wire, they will ask people to either buy a computer or to have it shipped to the scammer's address and ask for their bank account info for payment or any other number of ways that they could scam you. I mean, all it takes is a W-2 form in the wrong hands to have your social security number stolen. That's a fact. That's a fact. And the company was... Clarist Health, in case anyone else receives an email like this, I thought about downloading the app to see how far the scam would go, but I ain't got time to waste on people trying to steal my money. Plus, the other week, the scammer got mad at my boyfriend for blocking him on Instagram and spammed his business account with hundreds of hate comments on Instagram. I don't want any hate comments on my LinkedIn. I will stay away. What? (laughs) So you went too far with it. Like that's that's a lot of information. You get those. You get these letters every episode. Yes. Damn, you have a, a devoted. They, I will not tell I you shit. Them. No, I love them. I, no, need I appreciate this. it. But also, I'm like your boyfriend had the scammer mad, and then sent trolls out. Okay, so I'm confused because if your boyfriend went through with this scam, then why did you go through with with the scam as well? In addition to, did her boyfriend pull up on the scammer and say, "Are you scamming, dog?" And then the scammer sent. But the great thing about Instagram hate comments, just swipe and delete. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, I don't. I'm confusion. I don't really understand what happened. I read a bunch of stuff and I don't I have not interpreted it. Do you, do you get it? No, nah, I don't. I, like, as soon as somebody said, wire me some bread for a job, I would have clicked delete. <laughs> they, they saw all that, took the letter. Hopefully they sent some, like, screen grabs of what it was, but. I feel bad, though, especially for people in, the, in this current job market trying yeah. to get gigs and how, because I got, oh, that, I got scammed again. I, now that you remind me of it, after college, I was trying to find jobs, trying to get my life. Some company that was selling paper, but it was like B2B, which sounds great when you're young. Like, ooh, B2B. B2B? So business to business. They just put letters. They, they, were they like, just we rolled, got up letter. on, rolled up on niggas' businesses like, yo, you want to buy some printer paper? And I'm just like, dog, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this all day, every day. No knock to the people who do it. Did that shit for one day, brought a suit for my dad. We went and worked in like the San Pedro area, California, uh, LA. Mm-hmm. Then I saw somebody who knew me. I'm like, yeah, I can't be doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't be doing this shit. The ops, that's why you quit. That's why I almost did Uber too at one point. You know, writer's jobs were not flourishing. I wasn't able to do the things I'm doing now. And I was like, I can't do Uber and see a nigga who knows me. And I got to give that nigga a ride somewhere <laughs> and have him try to tell me directions. That's, that's like, very I don't awkward. know LA better than he do. Like, no, nah, I can't do that. Do people try to tell directions at Ubers anymore? I, I, I have like to it's tell like them the sometimes. Is like, 
Sometimes, the app, but that's the thing about Waze too. Waze scams as well. Since we're here, Waze will scam. Oh you. yeah, Waze will be like drive through this lady backyard. That'll yeah. save you two minutes. Like, oh, you could cut across here. Like, you want me to cut across Wilshire Boulevard during rush hour? Like, you think I'm gonna make it? Like, how do you think I'm gonna make it across with you no stoplight? Super Mario <laughs> with no stoplight. Nah, I'm like, I'm straight. Like, I'll just sit at the light and wait. Scoot my ass on over. You know what? That's your fault, Josiah. I'm sorry. You don't do enough <laughs> crime because personally, I'll run stoplights. Everything is a suggestion to me. Okay. Especially at the like at late at night, that's horse and buggy hours, which means that if I see a red light but it's like two a.m., ain't nobody on the road. I'm I'll be scared. That. I always will. I'll check my periphery because I'm not good at being sneaky. I look sneaking. left and right. I look real hard left and right. But you know, it's always somebody lurking. Deep. I look down deep and I'm like, and and, and then I I go. Okay. Yeah. Well, I respect it. You shouldn't. It's it's crime. <laughs> but we also have this podcast now that's a, a living document. So in case some shit does go down. Y'all gonna have to delete this episode. Oh, no, yeah. We're gonna have to take that out just for insurance purposes because y'all know I don't got good insurance. No insurance. And stop like... photoshopping me in photos with the general. Stop <laughs> it, okay? Y'all don't know what insurance I have. You got the general? You got the general? I don't have that. That's that's Shaq's thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, I rock with it. Okay, I'll have cartoon insurance. All right. So we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back. Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess 
Pod. And we're back, and it's time for Historic Hoodwings. This is where I will regale Josiah with the famous con, caper, criminal, group of criminals. We don't know yet. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. We don't know. Today we're talking about Sam Bankman Freed, which... Josiah, you correctly identified at the beginning of the show. Uh, white, look at that dude. The white man with curly hair like that. Like, I'm about to get your money. I'm about to get you for everything you got, doggy. SBF, I mean, and he's got, a, he got an acronym so name. Right. I like him. You trusting that nigga with your money. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. There was a point in my life a few years ago, I'd have been like, sure, FTX, whatever. Well, hey, all these, all these celebrities, the famous people can't be wrong. He's giving Zuckerberg light, you know, just like a goofy little white boy who's going to give you money. Who's going to get so much money because he's so goofy. You got to be careful with the curly per- permed Caucasians. I'm just going to tell you. A curly permed Caucasian un- in the, under the right you know what it gives? It's like, oh, it's like kind of like a little bit of an afro. Like you kind of, us, you us a little bit. Yeah. Negro <laughs> tendencies. But a lot of y'all know Negroes who are scammers. So you got to understand that side he's of the He's black coated. He's definitely black coated a little bit. And, we're, and he's like a happy little goofy little guy. I'm like, I want to give him my money. Look at him. He's so happy and Give goofy. me that. Historic hoodwink. What kind of uh, computer y'all using in here? Hold up. So, get, y'all, get y'all Apple. Look at y'all in the serious studio. Yes. Yeah, so he was said to be a wonderkin of the crypto world. He became a multi-billionaire before the age of 30 through establishing his cryptocurrency exchange, FTX. But in November of 2022, his lies set in motion the biggest collapse in crypto history. I mean, I don't understand why y'all did. So I want to talk about this up top. Crypto was one of those industries where white people got involved much faster than everyone. And there's obviously like socioeconomical, you know, reasons why they were more advantageous or they had a more advantageous position. Right. So by the time that black people and brown people and other people got involved, it was imploding and they lost the most money. They took the most risk and they lost the most money. And it's just funny to me that everybody was like, oh, we're going to give our money to like a new currency that everybody just made up that is fake. Yeah. <laughs> but if you were in the beginning of Bitcoin, you got paid. So I got a, a sad story to tell y'all and I'll share. So, you know, you really got me out here sharing shit that I've kept to myself for a long time. Oh, Former okay. coworker of mine, literally my boy, uh, like 2013, 2014, Josiah, you got to fuck with Bitcoin. Like you got to like, or explain it to me. Oh man, it's this, that, whatever. I'm like, nigga, this shit don't make no sense. Like, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, dog. It was probably trading for like 60 bucks a coin or whatever it was back then. It's like, this is the future. Like, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, dog, I don't, like, first of all, look at our job titles. Like, why am I taking advice from you? You are, you are, you are my inferior. What do you know about this shit? <laughs> my that, what do you know about this shit that I don't know? Not my know? superior, but no. my inferior. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> you broker to me. How the fuck are you, you giving me financial advice? Which is another thing. I always tell people, don't take financial advice from broke people, but you can, just don't listen. Into, if they tell you to do one thing, do the other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do the exact opposite. Do the exact opposite. Take that advice. Like, okay, bam. Cause you, but you will have cousins, uncles, whatever. Like, oh, you need mm. to invest in this. You need to invest in that. Like, you are broker than me, auntie. Like, how are you going to tell me and what to invest And this is a cousin con. This yeah. is a cousin Facebook con. We all know y'all had cousins out there who were on Facebook talking about FTX. Somebody throwing some glasses. Now they're an expert in fucking everything, crypto or whatever. But he told me 2014, get in, get in on. It. I'm like, ah, I'm not fucking with this shit. Fast forward when it hit like sixty thousand a bitcoin. I'm like, damn, I should listen to that nigga. Like he was, he was spot on. Like <laughs> I saw him one time in a supermarket. I didn't say what's up, though, because I didn't want him to rub it in my face. And I was in Calabasas. I'm, you know, this is I'm, your cousin. You ducking your cousin? No, nah, this was a former coworker. Oh, okay, okay. But we have we have those cousins and, and people in our family who are always telling, oh, you need to do this and do that and whatever. And it's like, uh. 
But crypto sounded good. And this is my problem always with crypto that re- really used to bother me. It was like my white friends that I knew would talk about it in like a condescending tone if you couldn't understand what they were saying. It's like, yeah. wait, I, I put my money in here, don't know where it's at, not can untraceable or whatever, and don't know how I'm going to get it back if a I lose wallet. my wallet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's the thing to me is if someone explains something to you and it, it's, it sounds so vague that you can't understand it, it's a fucking scam. It is. Like, truly. I have been on business calls with people where I'm like, what What does everyone do? And they're like, I'm in charge of promotion and um, product alignment scale. Uh, I interface with the corporation in a... Uh, y- 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 y'all know about... Um, Synergy. That's what I be doing. Like, okay, just explain to me like I'm a two year old. And if you can't explain it simply, it is a scam. Like, I see so many job titles in the last five or ten years. Like, nigga, what do you actually do? Like, what? Are you what just, do you do? You just called that person and told them that person was on the phone. Like, like what? Are you like I don't know? Like, buy, sell, buy, sell. What do you do? What do yeah. you do? I'm a strategic alignment. Dude. It's like, <laughs> like what? what? What are you talking about? And that's like what crypto, like for the most part, has been explained to me as. And I know what it is. Like cryptocurrency is like an online currency that allows you to like, (sighs) basically you can use crypto anywhere. And I've had people try to sell me on it. Like if you live in a country where you can't trust the banking system, which, uh, hey, America, we live in a country where you can't trust the banking system. Look at SVP. Look at all these. Like if you have more than $250,000 in one bank account, you should probably split that bitch up because that's all the FDIC insurers um that is so because i've surpassed that point finally in my life that is some wild ass shit to think about especially with everything that's going on with the banking yeah it's like okay you put all this money here we we can guarantee 250 okay but i have more than 250 like they're like but we stalled that so Uh, you got 250 but we we stalled the rest so (laughs) sam bingman freed is the son of two stanford professors as an adult he majored in physics at mit but was heavily influenced by the philosophy of an effective altruism leader will make a skill what is that nigga holding yeah this is him (laughs) he look at him he looked deep he holding something that looks deep and give give um, me your money yeah he, he has thoughts and he's a thought leader We get it. Will's teachings convinced Sam that it was actually most effective to become as rich as possible as quickly as possible in order to give it away. So he's like, get all the money from everybody and then become an altruist. Okay. I wish I could. So in 2013, at the age of 21, Sam was led to begin a career on Wall Street where he dove into the world of cryptocurrency arbitrage. Note that cryptocurrency arbitrage is the process of buying coins for a lower price on the crypto exchange, then quickly selling them for a higher price on a different exchange. Okay. So flipping. Flipping shit. Great A finesse. Soon after, he made friends with other effective altruists whom he convinced to join him on this process. Together, they founded his trading firm, Almeida Research. One of these friends and later lover was the woman who would be named as one of Sam's biggest accomplices, Caroline Ellison. Ooh. Oh, my God. (laughs) Why she look? Oh, my God. Why she she look like that? Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Y'all gonna understand when we post these to the Instagram because that was an assault. You never y'all, know. Though. Y'all could have told heart, me. Good heart. You never know. You know. Man. You never know what she's working with. I mean, listen. 
But yeah. I'm well, pretty and I thought I had a good personality. This she clearly has a better personality than I do. Great exquisite personality. Yeah, you never know. You, top tier personality. Damn. I gotta work harder on myself. So <laughs> so can- <laughs> I'm I'm trying to not get canceled, so I'm I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> we haven't said anything anything disparaging about Carolette, okay? We just just you know. Anyways, er, everybody find something that they like. All right, who are we to judge? You know, love right. love who you love. Love love is love. <laughs> so little is known about this woman. She's thirty under thirty. Um, applicant. That's not thirty under thirty. She just was. She applied. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's some shit. Hey, she got black tendencies. Give it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Duke when I, I applied, nigga. Shit. I applied to Harvard. I didn't go there. Like, what are we talking about? That's like when people, like, people be like, oh, I got an audition. Like, okay. You don't got the job. Yeah, nigga. I, I got an audition for a new Tyler Perry joint. Like, all right. So her parents are esteemed economists. Her father. Uh, Glenn Ellison is currently the head of the economics department at MIT and her mother Sarah is currently an economics department lecturer oh they met over economics that's horny (laughs) 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 they was fucking to some charts Getting jiggy over graphs. I over graphs. <laughs> Fucking on graphs, bro. Like that's 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 hot. We haven't seen that. I want the movie. Write it. Um, yeah. You know but you know how they're gonna do how they're gonna make her, you know <laughs> Zendaya or somebody like that. They're gonna they gonna really they gonna really elevate. Zendaya would never be an economist and we need to stop making movies where smart people are hot because like I'm smart and hot, but most of us are not. <laughs> like, come on, let's be so serious, okay? So she was also <laughs> so before she climbed her way to being the head of one of the biggest crypto firms in the country, Caroline was a star student. She was also self-described Ravenclaw. Mm, that's Harry Potter, right? With, with JT um, Turf, J Turf Rowling. Yeah, bugger. A camp counselor and an author of LARP, which is a live action role playing hey, l- situation. Hey, them niggas who be LARPing, I'm, I'm gonna give it like them LARPers be out there really doing it. So I can't even hate. I kind of low key want to LARP. Yeah. I, but it, it doesn't feel like there's a good time period for me to LARP in. Nah, we, we, you know, like the, the Civil War uh, reenactments and shit. Nah. There's just some shit we can't, we can't be a part of. Slaves. I don't want to go cosplay being a slave. That's not fun. They're about fun. to start doing civil rights reenactments. Like, we don't, we don't want to be a part of those. No. We're not LARPing those. We don't want to fight for the Confederacy out of no choice. <laughs> no. We're not LARPing those. Well, maybe we could LARP like Downton Abbey, but like it have to be like a race-free LARP. Like okay. where they just let us be the lords. I'm with it. What's that? I don't even know what the show is, but it's all those black aristocrats. I can't get, I'm trying to think. Bridge? Yeah, yeah. Is it Bridgerton? One of them joints. Oh, like, oh yeah. Look at all these black Shonda people with, with the, the laybacks. Like, I like it. I, and I low-key, like, people are like, that's not accurate. And, like, Shonda Rhimes is selling it. I'm like, no, I love it, Shonda. Like, please, Go. let us be uh, the head of the ball. If I have to look at white Jesus, then y'all going to accept some <laughs> Y'all going to accept white or black Bridgerton. I love it. I love it. I love it for us. So, but while achieving high marks and academic honors, she ran a Tumblr blog called World Optimization, where she posted thoughts such as, in quotes, the sexual revolution was a mistake. Women are better suited to being homemakers and rearing children than doing careers. Yeah, but you got hella careers. How you gonna tell people to stay you, at home? You can't be a grade A scammer trying to tell other people they need to be. A th- but that's smart though. Y'all stay at the crib so I can be out here scamming. <laughs> right, just like y'all stay home and get pregnant while I make the money. 
that's a, yeah you can't like religion all that shit you can't believe none of it all right because they a while of people that say do all this shit be the, the nastiest freakiest ones the literally the nastiest anybody who's obsessed with like like people who are like oh we're trying to stop uh drag queens from performing because they're groomers they always come out to be pedophiles like that, always like why are you so fixated on stopping something you a part of it yeah like you're telling on yourself you didn't see shit because you was doing shit that's always always honestly anybody who volunteers any information that you didn't ask for is trying to cover like cover up for some shit yep it's like you you see somebody walking back and they're like I didn't steal nothing it's like why you say that <laughs> why did you say that 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 is textbook black 101 <laughs> I didn't steal means you took the shit. You stole it. Nobody asked you if you stole it. Like you were unprompted and you just told us <laughs> that you didn't steal nothing. Like you definitely stole it. So no, not at all. And so she also posted her opinions on race science. Oh no, not there a racist. Now I don't feel bad for laughing at her ugly ass. The bitch is ugly. I'm sorry. I didn't say it earlier. I didn't know she was racist. But now I'm gonna say it because she an ugly ass racist. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair for us to say it. now the, the, the I ain't never seen an uglier face in my motherfucking life, okay? Bitch, just she don't look right, okay? God didn't make you look like that and then make you think that your race is somehow better <laughs> than mine. <laughs> think, imagine thinking you superior when you look like that. <laughs> Not with that overbite. <laughs> no foot. Madam. Bitch, you look like a toad, though. Like, come on. <laughs> Wowzers. Wowzers. A face a mother couldn't love, okay? Now, <laughs> back to it. We can say that, though, because she's a racist. <laughs> Yeah, if you're right, then all, all bets are off. At Stanford, she discovered effective altruism, the same brand of altruism Sam fell under and perhaps used to shield his wrongdoing. So they both were like, if we get as rich as hell as fast as possible, then we're going to help the world. Yeah. Except for the Browns. Yeah, except for black people. And yeah, brown except people. for all the Browns. So after becoming vice president of Stanford's altruism club, she named her blog Fake Charity Nerd Girl. She already calling it out. She said fake. I'm, she's saying I am a scammer. Right. She's like, robbery.com. <laughs> like, wink. No. So it was through her interest in effective altruism that she met Sam and moved to Alameda Research at its beginning. Though the exact details of the relationship isn't known, Sam and Caroline were said to have dated each other among a group of 10 other roommates. What? So they were, so they're freaky racist? Yeah. So they. No shade to people who are into poly, but they they were they were um communal cheek smashing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and listen, you are racist, so we judging you for everything. <laughs> Stanford. Hey, Stanford, a lot of nerds, but they nerds being into that weird shit. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. They're freaking geeky. The band geeks be fucking more than anybody. Yeah. They be fucking early. A lot. Yeah. Okay? So, Dang. it's fair. So, years earlier, Caroline posted, and a lot of people, just one more caveat, who go to Ivy League schools be in band. They be playing the oboe, and then they be playing the hobo. You know? This one time at band camp? <laughs> <laughs> they want that on their resume. They like, I, I play the harp, and also, you know, I Play the heart. That's what they be doing. Tickling, tickling. tickling they, yeah. Their fingers are strong. Is what we're trying to say. Okay, so they be fucking. Um. Anyways, so years earlier, Caroline posted to her blog regarding polyamory. She said everyone should have a ranking of their partners. People should know where they fall on the ranking, and there should be vicious power struggles for higher rankings, likening the dynamic to a Chinese imperial harem. I mean, 
she races, but you know, everything she's saying not completely inaccurate. Wow, I'm, I'm just fucking around. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm you want to rank your partners? I, look, I have one partner. Uh, yeah, I, you're married, right? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> she won the ranking, but. <laughs> If if they were in a polyamorous environment, yeah, everybody can't be complacent. Who want to be number two? Somebody got to want to be number one out yeah, here. Yeah, I would want people to fight for my love. Who want to be last place? Who want to, you know? But how do you make yourself number one to be like, you got to fight for my love? Effective altruism. <laughs> okay, you got to effectively be altruistic. <laughs> who got the most bread up in here? And who donating the most? Okay, so then I win. Okay. Oh. Wow. Okay. So despite eventually rising to be the sole control as CEO at Alameda, Caroline largely remained invisible in the background for most of her time at the company. So she was there. She was pulling all the strings. But ain't nobody know about it. She was pulling a lot of strings. Yeah. I mean, she, I don't understand how you, you got 10 boyfriends and girlfriends and then you, you running a company and doing crime. But it just feels like too much work. Do you think she was the best looking of the, of that crew? Hell no. Because I'm, I'm going to say. That's that's a struggle mode right there. Oof. But she was the richest, so effectively altruistic. You, you hold a stack up to your face, you gonna look sexy. I wonder me. if they were doing like stacks of the dumb, like rappers do, like but in their right. own nerdy way. You know, Caroline had to take pictures with money because <laughs> how's she getting people even to pull up for this? Because I've talked about this before. I talked about it with Naomi um, and Andy, where if people invited me to a threesome, it was always like a hot, sexy woman and a guy in a weird hat. So okay. she's not a hot, sexy woman. So she at least had to have on like a weird hat or stacks of money uh, next to her face. Some stacks. Something. So the success of FTX. By 2019, under the leadership of Sam and later Caroline, Alameda had generated enough prop like profit that Sam launched his own crypto exchange, FTX. The draw of FTX was that it allowed riskier trades than other exchanges normally allowed in the United States. By 2021, at the age of 29, Sam was worth around 22.5 billion and had become a celebrated philanthropist mm. you know you can write off donations oh shit i know i know <laughs> and he and like i think like one of the most tr- like trusted trading places is OpenSea, but there's a bunch of different crypto trading places that yeah. are not as safe and so i think ftx was like hey girl y'all can come over here and like do some weird shit like I remember when Squid Game came out and got super popular in the United States, there was a Squid Game coin that was launched for like millions of dollars and they just stole all the money and disappeared. But it wasn't on a vetted trading space. Like, like if you buy a Squid Coin, uh, you know, if you put bread into a Squid Coin, <laughs> you deserve to get your bread taken. You victim blaming. <laughs> You got nothing to show for it. Not no actual coin. Nothing. Some marbles. Like nigga with the marbles and squid game. You got got. They did. They was looking on them cookies and they got. It's got. a bag of rocks, my guy. I'm so sad for y'all. So he built this image, being the people's billionaire. There is no such thing as the people's billionaire. Yeah. Look at him. So he just dressed really bad. Damn. He, was hey, like, the first pic you showed versus then, like that nigga was going through some tough times, or using a lot of lobster. No, he's the people's billionaire. He said, "I'm dressing real bad." And so that's how y'all know I'm for the people. That's the same dude? Damn. Yeah. You know what it's like? It's like the first photo we saw was like a dating app photo. And then when you go on the actual date, he show up looking like this. Well, I'm hating it though. But like the first photo was like me in college. And the, the one, that was like <laughs> me now. I'm eating good. I ain't even going to lie. I'm trying to get this work in, but shit. So listen, he wore sweatpants. He had messy hair. He drove a Toyota Corolla. Oh, he's for the people. He played computer games during pitch meetings. He was really trying to give the girls. He was cosplaying poor. 
He was out here LARPing. But I will say he this. He was LARPing for w- poverty. When you make... Now, listen, a Toyota Corolla is not a poverty car. That's what, okay, but, that's not what we're saying. Like I'm just saying if you're a billionaire was, was a and you're driving... Ford. Yeah. My favorite car ever. That, sh- that shit will last forever. Great Toyotas gas and Hondas will last forever. This is pre-gas like gas prices being janky, but back yeah. in those days, I could scrunch underneath the chair, find mm-hmm. a dollar worth of coins, whatever, and get enough gas to be moving all throughout L.A., so... I, you yes. gotta when you're rich, you gotta look broke because that's the problem a lot of people run into who aren't really rich. They get they might get a little bit of bread up front, but you can't be wearing all that flashy shit because all you're saying is, "Hey, nigga, rob me." And you know, especially in LA, I, I yes. drove by Hot Wings Cafe on the way over. You know, that was where we used to hang out when I was young. Nowadays, all you see is videos and niggas getting pulled up on and robbed quickly. Give me your chain, give me your whatever. Right. Can't even enjoy Hot Wings. Right. Can't even enjoy Hot Wings in LA without like, getting robbed. Like if you're not flying on. private, why do you have Louis Vuitton luggage? Yeah. You just telling everybody at the TSA to rob your ass when you check exactly. your bag. Exactly. Like them girls who got got Friday drugs. <laughs> TSA just like that's that's what you deserve. TSA are robbers. Okay? That that whole ounces situation that they be talking about, they don't really follow that. I've I've been robbed so many times from TSA and it's only when I have expensive shit. Yeah, only. For sure. And they're like, "Oh, this is 3.6 uh, ounces, so we're going to have to take that from you." And it's like a whole Joe Malone like brand new like perfume the worst is when they leave bath. the note in like yo we just we just finessed you yeah like and damn I didn't do my shit like damn now one time they let me keep it and I think it was because they didn't know what to do with it I had flew some pie batter because my mom makes the best sweet potato pie and so okay. I flew some frozen pie batter in my checked bag to Atlanta okay. and they opened my bag and left me a note like hey we was up in here but they left the pie batter okay because they, they was like oh man we thought we was gonna actually get something good yeah you know you, <laughs> and they didn't even know that pie batter was busting but if if used correctly, right? You have you know the recipe and the formula. They probably didn't know how to really make turn that pie batter into no. a delicious pie. They couldn't flip it, and yeah. that's why they let me keep it because they okay. couldn't flip it. But anything that they could flip, they take it. So he looking hella regular and average here, right? So in 2020, Sam was one of the biggest individual donors to Joe Biden. Oh damn! <laughs> Look. Oh hell! We voted for Joe Biden because we had to. We didn't, let's just stop lying. He tried to make us vote for him again. And look, I, y'all know I even sold merch called Leg Twenty Twenty because Joe Biden said that Donald Trump wanted people to shoot, like wanted police to shoot them in the heart. And Joe Biden was like, "We could shoot him in the leg. That would be better." And I was like, "That's our choices. Like Donald Trump is a shot to the heart. Joe Biden is a shot to the leg. So let's go with the leg. Leg Twenty Twenty, baby. I sold pants. I sold shirts and hats." I do not want him to run again. He's too old. He is 80. 80 right now. Papa, Papa, please. Like, don't do this to us. Don't Ruth Bader Ginsburg us. I can't. There's too many old niggas in power. I'm just going to say it. Like, why you making laws? You ain't even going to be here for this. By the time we put it in place, you're not going to be here no more. He too old for all this. He too old. He too old. But so Donald Trump. But those are the options. Like, when you got to do a, like... A correspondence dinner and most of your jokes are like, I'm still alive. It's like, come on now. You know you're too old. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Oh, man. And honestly, the misogyny and the sexism and the racism of, like, Kamala becoming president is what scares me. Because I'm like, no, like, come on now, y'all. Remember when Hillary ran for president and then the Democrats stayed at home and we lost? Y'all setting us up for that again. That's literally what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, thankfully, I have a little bit of bread I've been saving <laughs> just in case 
have some options of other destinations. We have to move out of this hole. I can't, can't like, live here know, no more. There's some other countries that really will embrace us as black people. Who? Where? Liberia? Um, I, can't, I'm, I can't tell. Then all y'all said gonna they go. would give us citizenship. <laughs> so, then all y'all going to go. I'm about to be in Nollywood fuck, movies, y'all. It's like when I tell people about a good restaurant in LA, now I want to go and it's an hour long way. Y'all <laughs> fucking up my meal. Y'all are fucking up my meal. <laughs> we're going to have to go. I'm going to fuck up your meal because we're going to have to leave and go when we leave because it's about to get bad. So, Sam... <laughs> giving money to Jotavius Biden. In addition to being the sixth largest individual donor overall in the 2022 midterm cycle, he contributed almost $40 million to candidates and PACs. Wow. So he was spending his coin, getting that political power. In June 2022, he even signed the Giving Pledge, in quotes, alongside other billionaire philanthropists like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and in a commitment to give away, like, so basically this commitment is to give away 50% of your wealth. So if you sign the giving pledge, you're like, I made all this money and I'm going to give half of it away to the girls I stole it from. Effective altruisms. <laughs> so many altruisms. You're an altruistic ass nigga, huh? No, giving, giving, <laughs> giving, okay? It's giving, giving. So according to Sam, in quotes, if what you're trying to do is donate, you should make as much as you can and give as much as you can. If the math shows that it's magnitudes better to be an investment banker than work at a nonprofit, that's what you ought to do. So basically, they're excusing their capitalistic ways by being like, yeah, we squeezed all these profits out of poor people that we took all the money from, but we're giving it back. Yeah, what a what a that's, this is a great a finesse. <laughs> it is because also giving it back to charities. Charities have boards. Nonprofits have boards, which are usually like filled with rich nepo kids who get a salary. Like a lot of times when famous people tell you, like, "Oh, we're gonna donate all of our money to charity, and we're not giving our kids." any inheritance they're saying that but they're also putting their kids on the boards of their charities and they're scamming. salarying them for the rest of their lives most nonprofits are scams like a motherfucker I think about the NCAA one of the biggest nonprofits, one of the biggest scams today <laughs> the amount of money that's rolling through there and then like you mentioned people taking agreed to salaries and for the longest time God bless NIL but prior to NIL it was like you greedy ass athletes you're not thankful for a free education meanwhile like and how much of that education are they getting? I wouldn't. Because they got to be on the road. I, I went to class, you know, sparingly. I'll say that. <laughs> Very sparingly. I know people who wrote y'all's papers. No, I, but I always, like, I, I didn't trust niggas <laughs> to write my paper. I would always write mine. I was a history major. I just watched the history oh, channel. I knew dedicated paper writers. They you, were good. If you want to scan finesse your way like through college. That's that's enough for athletes. Major in history, watch the history channel. I'm more of a visual <laughs> learner, but I would just watch a couple specials on whatever it was, the area I was studying. <laughs> Roll in and just knock that final out. But I pride myself on being intelligent. I know a lot of people say, fuck it, you know, I got But I don't even think it's about being intelligent. I think it was just like they didn't have the bandwidth at the time. You can always, whatever you want to do in life, you can always find time to do it. Yeah, was was it annoying? You were watching the History Channel. Yeah, but that instead of being in class for a whole semester, I could just watch this two-hour <laughs> special on this topic that we're learning about. British War, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, okay, World War II, uh. I mean, I think that's very smart. I'm just saying, like, you were using a resource that made things faster for you. But if you want to talk about right? scamming, had a lot of professors that literally wrote the textbooks for their class. You had to pay oh, 80, yeah. 90 bucks to, to read their textbook. And it's really them just verbal diarying because they were feeling themselves too much. Like, nigga, get to the meat of it. I Ch had a class Ch called Chat GPT, MCE, me, which 
I can't even remember what it stands for, but it was a business class. And my professor wrote the book and you had to buy the book. It was $90 and he didn't have the nerve to even give us a hardback. It was like a leaflet. Soft ass book for $90. And you had to buy it. You had to buy it to be in the class. And and you know what they do too? It's like, he'd be like, oh, I I updated some chapters so y'all can't get nobody old book. (laughs) You got to get that new new. Version seven. It's like niggas the same as version one through six. Now <laughs> like you added one one like extra paragraph. But that's no, neither you here. You need nor that new new. You need that new new. So, anyways, uh, charities are a scam. So, um, in 2021, he continued to make waves as one of the foremost figures in crypto when he moved FTX's offices from Hong Kong to the Bahamas following China's imposition of the crypto regulations. So China was like, we're not fucking with crypto no more. And they were like, okay, well, bye. We're going to go to the Bahamas where they still going to let us beautiful island do our bus scams. So meanwhile, in the Bahamas, FTX gained a reputation as a major charitable part of the company. Working at FTX came with an excellent, like, Benefit Like, if you worked there, there were so many benefits, such as large salaries, expensive meals, and access to full lines of luxury cars. So you could just drive around in the nicest shit. Not that Toyota Corolla. <laughs> right. we, got, we got a fleet of Corollas for you. <laughs> like Oprah. All those poor people. Y'all know I already told y'all about how Oprah gave all them people, them teachers them cars, and then the teachers had to pay taxes on the cars. That oh. was like $7,000 each, and so most of them ended up selling the cars back because they couldn't afford to pay the taxes on the free car. Yikes. It's bad where I'm living. So, <laughs> Damn, Oprah. I still got love for you, though. Watch, watch your own network. <laughs> so the Right. So the company spent upwards of $100,000 a week on catering from local restaurants and often donated the uneaten food afterwards. The company appeared not only healthy, but thriving, making several major acquisitions and increasing value. So, you know, when a company's expanding, y'all buying more, like, properties and stuff, everybody think, like, oh, the company doing good. We winning. But that's not always the case. Dun, dun, dun. FTX downfall. I knew it was coming. Until the end. So, in summer of 2022, the cryptocurrency industry experienced a massive crash. FTX announced that it would be extending a $250 million revolving credit line to the struggling crypto lending platform BlockFi, a bizarre decision just four days before it laid off more than a dozen Bahamian employees. So they were like, oh, everything is good. We give it $250 million to this site. Uh, also, we find all our stuff. It's always the Bahamians. <laughs> you can't never just be a Bahamian without having to deal with some bullshit. Honestly, if you're in the Bahamas, y'all should really just stop letting people come over there. <laughs> Like, y'all need an embargo, because yeah. wasn't that where the Firefest was? Wasn't the Firefest in the Bahamas? Yeah, the Firefest was in the Bahamas. Like, the Bahamas got to stop letting people in. Y'all got to stop. Certain people. <laughs> of a hue. Of a certain okay. hue. Stop letting them in, y'all, because this is, y'all taking major L's. So in September, FTX announced a $1.4 billion bid to buy out Voyager's assets, which is another crypto broker. So now okay. they're trying to buy up shit, which don't make no sense because they're losing money, right? They ain't got no money. Effective altruists. So the dominoes begin to fall in November of 2022, beginning with a scoop from crypto news site Coindesk. And I know a lot about Coindesk. So that the Coindesk revealed that Alameda Research held $5 billion in FTT, the native token of FTX. So basically what they're saying is, is that Alameda Research, 
who that was owned by that was owned by Sam, right? Mm-hmm. And Carol and sexy yeah. sexy racist Caroline. His racist boo. <laughs> polyamorous boot thing <laughs> they and, and they 10 boyfriends girlfriends yeah everybody was eating good owned 5 billion of the original cryptocurrency I think that's a great A finesse cause technically when you launch a cryptocurrency you're you don't own it like you're basically just putting something out into the public space you can't legally own it yeah but so, what is legal with crypto you can do whatever the fuck you want with crypto that's yeah, what we it's learned it's vibes it's vibes so four days later on November 6th rival exchange Binance announced it was selling all of its FTT tokens valued at 529 million dollars right mind you 5 billion is held by the people who created it yeah too much so this triggered a massive surge in customers attempting to withdraw their funds from FTX out of fear, totaling about $6 billion at once that FTX did not have. Meanwhile, Sam tweeted that day. So this is like this is a Ponzi scheme. Oh, beautiful. But that's what crypto is. That's what crypto is. At the core. Because anytime somebody tell you like, oh, I'm making so much money, you should get involved. That's not how people work in America. Where's the money coming? Like you're just putting more money and raising the value of it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually once those people with the bread pull out, then you're fucked. But- and also, if you making so much money, why are you trying to get me involved? That's not how America works. We don't no. share here. Yeah. That's not our thing. So it's a scam. So now people are pulling out their money, which in a Ponzi scheme, if everybody wants their money back at the same time, that's when the Ponzi scheme, you know, implodes. Yeah, of course. So that's what's happening here. So meanwhile, Sam tweeted that day, assets are fine. FTX has enough to cover all client holdings. We don't invest client assets, even in treasuries. Lying. Just days after FTX was announcing bankruptcy, its assets were frozen. Which, duh, because y'all was doing crime. That makes sense. So within hours of filing for bankruptcy, roughly $477 was stolen in a hack before its digital (laughs) assets were removed (laughs) to cold storage. Who took this money? I don't know, but they did robbery at the perfect time. They were like, oh, y'all about to go broke. I got to steal immediately right now and today. So on November 10th, Sam tweeted, I fucked up. I should have done better and blamed poor internal labeling of accounts on why FTX didn't have the liquidity to pay back its customers. So they were like, he was like somebody um, when they was doing the pluses and the minuses, you know, Pim does like we put the parentheses around. Um. One of my and, favorite and we, mathematical. And we uh, had we divided before we was we was supposed to multiply for before, and now we, we don't got no money. It's gone. <laughs> so on December twelfth, twenty twenty two, he was arrested in the Bahamas and charged with wire fraud, securities fraud, and money laundering, among other things. It turns out nearly ten billion of the assets of Alameda Research that they use for their own risky investments and funds were actually customer assets, meaning they were buying things with other people's money. Well, duh. Yeah, we knew that. Like that. You knew that shit was going. That's how you buy things with other people's money. Welcome to America. <laughs> so when people wanted their money back, obviously it wasn't there. Unlike other historical finance collapses, FTX didn't seem to fail because of the people playing against increasingly bad odds and losing, but rather through its outright deception and theft. Well, look, this is America. This is this is how this country was built. It's tough shit. I just feel bad for all the, the celebrities and all those other people that got involved. Cause I seen them commercials and they was they was good. Shout out to Taylor Swift because she said no. FTX hit up Taylor Swift and wanted to pay her millions to promote it, and she was like, "No." <laughs> I hope she said it just like that. 
<laughs> but other people did say yes. We'll get to them. Uh, so we're at the end. So due to bankruptcy, it's unlikely many FTX customers will ever see their funds. As of March 2023, Sam is also facing charges of attempting to bribe Chinese government officials with at least $40 million in cryptocurrency to unfreeze trading accounts attached to Alameda Research, frozen by the Chinese government. So remember, the Chinese government pulled out and was like, this is a scam. And he was like, hey, y'all, $40 million? Would that make it less of a scam for y'all? And they're like, no. So he's pleaded not guilty to those charges, as well as a number of charges related to bank fraud, money laundering, operating an unlicensed money transmitting business, and making unlawful political contributions. He cooked. <laughs> he How fried. How do you do this much crime and you got 10 boyfriends and girlfriends? Effective altruism. <laughs> we was effectively, God damn, but that level of scamming, like, I got to, you know, there's no billionaires on this planet that ain't did some, some dirty shit in their life to get to where they're getting to. I always say, if other you're than a like LeBron James, you got to do a murder. He just did the Warriors dirty. <laughs> 3 1 lead 2016. Y'all remember what happened? Somebody has died if you got a billion dollars. Yeah. If you have a billion dollars, that is directly related to you. Like sweatshops, six three degrees of murder. You got some 10 year olds working overnights. Mm-hmm. You got some shady shit going down somewhere. You and might act you like you don't know. know about it. Yeah. Or maybe you do. But, but that's what Succession's taught me. Just don't tell me about it. Fix it. You got to do a murder to be a billionaire. Yeah, that's real Kendall shit. did that murder of the cater waiter. <laughs> you got to do a murder. <laughs> so his trial is, is it's set to begin in October, and he's out on a $250 million bail, the largest in history. That is so I mean, but he's a, he's a dweeb, so where is he going to go? You know what he looks like. I mean, do we? Yeah, I mean, he, he could look, put that hair in a bun. He looked like a lot. Yeah, he, he should shave it all. He should get like he looked like everybody. Y'all see, he literally looked like everybody. When y'all see him, you're like, wow. He should get 360 waves. <laughs> like I saw him, and I, I I couldn't point him out in the lineup. Like, so Caroline Ellison. Now I could point her ass out. She struck a plea deal with the Justice Department, pleading guilty to charges that initially carried a possible maximum sentence of like 110 years in prison. Ooh, Lord. Meanwhile, FTX is going after crypto exchanges that it lent funds to to try to recover loans in order to pay back FTX customers. Y'all ain't getting y'all money back. Y'all not getting y'all money gone. back. It's gone. The crypto industry is still recovering. It will never recover. It's gone. It's over. It's down bad. If y'all got crypto, sell. Sell right now. I got something but not enough to I had a down <laughs> couple years during the pandy. You know, <laughs> during the pandy. Everybody was talking about crypto. I said, oh, well, let me just see just in case. Nah, get rid of it. Yeah. Sell it right now. I'm, I'm a cheap nigga, so I had, you know, everybody had Bitcoin, but I saw Litecoin. I'm like, oh, let me get the Litecoin because it's a little bit cheaper. <laughs> you had Litecoin? It, you know. Then bro <laughs> came out with that shit like, oh, I'm selling all my shit, but I'm going to stick around till, till it, it rebounds. Like, nigga, you lying. It's okay. No, it's You it's took my fine. money. I, a lesson learned, though. It's, it's, only, it's, it's only bad if you don't learn a lesson from it. Yeah, but also, like, if there's a Ponzi scheme like crypto... Get involved early, especially minorities. Get involved early so you can actually make... They don't be telling us nothing. (laughs) You are not finding out. And that's the other shit because you heard all these stories about all these billionaires that came from it. They all looked a certain way. You're right. They don't tell us nothing. No, because they know they're going to sucker us. It's like the lottery. All right. Well, then just like Josiah said earlier... 
when your broke friends tell you something, do the opposite. I'm going to say, like, if your rich friends tell you to get involved in something and you are black, brown, queer, anything that's a minority, don't do it. Because no. if they're telling you, they tell you hella fucking late. They yeah. done known for six years. They done been at parties doing cocaine and, and dancing around and making all the money. And now they tell your broke black ass because they're like, we need to steal from you so we can leave. Because they want to be effectively altruist. They're going to altruist that bread. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to be the altruism. Don't do it. Don't do it. So uh, that brings us to the end of the show. The saddest part where I have to let Josiah go before we do that scammer of the week. This is real quick. Um, this is where we honor a charlatan or criminal who's maybe worthy of our praise. Charlatan is such a great word. <laughs> You're a charlatan. So despite measuring at seven foot one inches, it took private investig- it took private investigators to track down Shaquille O'Neal. To serve him in an FTX product. Not Shaq. Look, I don't blame Shaq. Shaq will sell anything. Icy Hot, Papa John's, General Auto Insurance. Shaq out here DJing now. I did a show with Shaq um, during the pandemic on TBS called Shaq's Got Him Good. Shaq, I I don't blame Shaq. I blame the system. He worked. He worked 45 minutes a day. And I was like pranking people and like doing all the bits and stuff. And then he would come in at the very end in this Hellcat that I think he had to take the back seats out of so that he could drive it because he's such a large man and such a tiny car. So he was getting out of it. It looked like a clown getting out of a clown car. And he would come for 45 minutes. He'd be like, hey, I'm Shaq. I got you good. Here's your Holly David motorcycle. Or like, hey, I'm Shaq. Here's your wedding dress for free. Like that. And that was it. That's all you need from Shaq. Shaq is a big man. He has a lot of priorities, <laughs> a lot of shit going on. A thriving DJ career. <laughs> Works with like 40 brands. A great, a man of the people. I don't blame Shaq. I blame the system. That man has so many jobs. Shaq's probably like, money? Cool. What I got to do? All right. That's it? And that's how he got roped up in FTX is because they were like, Shaq, we got money for you. He was like, you know, I love money. Sign, sign, sign on I love money too. <laughs> I don't blame, I blame the system and society for allowing one of our great black heroes <laughs> like Shaquille O'Neal to get duped and caught up in this world. Taylor Swift should have hit him. Been like, Shaq, Taylor should have told him. Shaq, I'm not fucking with this dog. You shouldn't fuck if with If she me. was a real ally, she would have told Shaquille. Yeah, Shaq, you, Taylor, you were not being <laughs> not an ally by allowing Shaq to get involved. Taylor, we thought she was an ally. You came out and finally spoke against the Nazis who were your fans. Like, you, the least you could have did is, like, make a phone call to Shaq right after. And look, Nazis, fucking with Taylor Swift, I understand. Because Taylor Swift got some bangers, Okay. We all get it. I'm the problem is me. So Shaq has been named in a class action lawsuit filed in November on behalf of former clients of FTX. So FTX clients realize, like, we're not getting our money back. Like we just said, they're not getting any money back from yeah. FTX. That's gone. That's canceled. So they're like, let's go after the celebrities who we know still have money and try to recoup our losses that way. If you're Shaq, are you like, pay me in FTX or just give me cash? So I work with a lot of companies. I'll be honest, some companies I believe in. I'm like, oh, you can give me some, you know, some <laughs> equity. But other companies, I'm like, oh, niggas, give me cash because I know y'all, y'all might right. be cooked soon. Like, y'all, y'all, it's crime. It's giving crime. So the lawsuit accuses celebrity spokespeople with sponsorship deals for helping defraud investors at the disgraced cryptocurrency exchange. So basically, they're just being like, oh, look at that picture of Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> look, big ass, look at how big ass fingers with them little ass Right. That's I don't blame a you, standard Shaq. regulation Spalding basketball, and it looks like a tennis ball in his hands. Oh, those, just, those look like Photoshop hands. I just real- don't understand why y'all gave y'all money to FTX because Shaq says so. Like, Shaq. 
I'm a I'm, Shaq do basketball. Like that's not finance. I'ma listen to Shaq though. If Shaq says do some shit, I'ma think twice about not doing it. Mm, maybe if he made more free throws, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga can't even make free throws. <laughs> like I just feel like if you can't make the free throw, I shouldn't give you money throws. That's real. That's yeah, real. Like it's just I shouldn't do that. So now they're suing them because they're like, y'all still got money and we want some. So the lawsuit <laughs> is currently active. Um, Adam Muskowitz is the lead attorney, and he claims that he tried to serve the Hall of Fame basketball player dozens of times at several of his houses. So they're saying Shaq was ducking the lawsuit. Well, you just at the wrong house, Dom Shaq. What house you think I was at? They were like, he's seven foot one, but we can't find him. That means he was hiding. I mean, if you really want to get to Shaq, you know where he's, he has a, a very, very pronounced schedule. You know where he's going to be at. <laughs> so after three months of evasion, Shaq was finally served in his Atlanta house. <laughs> That's actually where I shot that. Shaq's got him good show. So maybe he was getting him good down there again. <laughs> Shaq's got him good. <laughs> So, according to the claims, he helped defraud FTX investors by promoting the exchange in commercials and at music festivals he hosts called Shaq's Fun House. I went to Shaq's Fun House at a Super Bowl. It was turned. It was lit? It was baller. I would love to go. Was that this past year's Super Bowl? Yeah, Shaq. Where Shaq, were Shaq was DJing. He was doing his thing. That's what I'm saying. If you want to serve Shaq, he probably going to be at Shaq's Fun House <laughs> during his DJ set. I don't know what other DJ Diesel. All the ones Diesel, that too, like, wiki wiki. I don't know what other DJ Diesel going to be there. Like, shit. Man. No, I love Shaquille O'Neal. He was so sweet to be it. I don't, great, great I don't want him to get sued. Like, he was just signing the deal, y'all. Y'all got to understand how many deals Shaq signs in a day. Shaq told y'all niggas eat Papa John's, too, and nobody's suing him for that shit. What are <laughs> we, we talking about? That sweet-ass pizza. Yeah. We should be suing him for Papa John's. That's what we should... I'm a... We might right right conditions, Papa. You know, Papa John's will get you through the right condition. Not my first pizza choice. Not my second. Not my third. Not my third. Not but my fourth. If, it's, if, if it's I was in got, a desert... If it's all we got, I'll yeah. eat some Papa John's. How long is it all we got? If I'm, I'm, I'm going to die, then yeah. I'm trying to lose weight anyway, so I might just, you know, <laughs> I'm good. All they got is Papa John's? Oh, okay, perfect. God telling me to keep <laughs> keep going in the right direction, Josiah. So according to Shaq, a lot of people think I'm involved. This is what he said. A lot of people think I'm involved, but I was just a paid spokesperson for a commercial. <laughs> Shaq, I believe you. Not guilty. Not guilty. I'm about to spray paint some t-shirts because I can't let Shaq go down like this. Give Shaq free. Free Shaq. So other celebrity spokespeople who got served in the lawsuit include Larry David, <laughs> Giselle Bunchen, <laughs> Tom Brady, in it, damn. Trevor Lawrence, David Ortiz, Steph Curry, Naomi Osaka. Oh, Steph, Lakers and Six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I, I know a name you did not mention, LeBron Raymond James Sr., too savvy for that and too cheap. LeBron, I ain't fucking with no crypto. Nigga, that sound expensive. Right, he's like, I'm not giving the five. I'm good. <laughs> and he wasn't. All right, y'all, that brings us to the end of a very fun episode. Josiah, we always ask at the end of these episodes, where would you like to be found? That's where people can find you on Twitter, anything you want them to see, all of the things. Normally, I, I'm a man uh, that likes to keep to myself, and I really don't want y'all bothering me. <laughs> but in this particular instance, uh, King Josiah 54 Twitter, Instagram, please uh, pull up, enjoy it. If you're a certain age, you're over 30, under 50, you're really going to appreciate it. If you're younger than that, <laughs> probably not appreciate it as much. It's going to be a lot of shit you're like, oh, I don't know what that is. Like, oh, that's not my job to tell you. Like, it's for my demographic, okay? So it's don't get mad at me. Twitter. I love your Twitter. Oh, That's how we met. And um, as always, snitch on your friends, family, and your enemies at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired so we don't what? Yes, fuck up your bag. If you want to follow me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to see the photos of that ugly racist woman, 
um, who we can only call ugly because she is racist. Um, Scam Goddess Pod on Instagram. Uh, congregation, stay, stay shacking. Don't blame Shaq. <laughs> He's a good man. He's great. Man. He was betrayed. He was led astray. He was, he was bamboozled. Okay. Do not, do not blame Shaq. Because he's a I like him. I like him a lot. Scam Goddess. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scamming. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.